Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Data Is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. And this is your host, as always, Dapper Data. Um, you know, as usual, I, I, I talk about data science. I talk about data management. I talk a lot about how it impacts and provides value to um, individuals' everyday lives. I also talk about securing the data, DevOps, you know, anything with IT, um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, you name it. Uh, but today, I want to touch on something that I have never talked about, and um, and and it's so important, though, right? And uh, so, so I want to talk about master data and the importance of data quality. And as you know, with, with the name Dapper Data, I named myself Dapper Data because I am into data quality, uh, the accuracy, the neatness, the completeness of data is so important, and the accuracy of it is so important. But there's something called master data that a lot of people are talking about, but obviously I, I probably I probably missed it a little bit, you know. But 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 let's just uh, jump right in. Um, I brought somebody on here that that is a very very well known influential thought leader in the industry. His name is Scott Taylor, and I'm super excited, super super excited to to have this person and host this person on my podcast. Um, uh, he's also known as the Data Whisperer. So get that right. You got the data whisperer on it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so he's a data evangelist, uh, data management, storytelling, uh, uh, speaker, strategic advisor, you name it. And he's done some great work where he's done some talks around master data versus master data management. Uh, master data is the data in charge. So check him out on YouTube for sure. Um, and, and he just did a, a speaking engagement where he uh, talked about data storytelling. And I actually just had a conversation with a buddy of mine where we talked about how people think data storytelling is just that Tableau or the Microsoft BI, right, where you're giving the visualizations and things like that, you know, at the end of the day. But um, he really discusses how data storytelling can um, um, includes three V's, right, vocabulary, voice and vision. So definitely check that out if you can. Um, and so, again, Scott has been a well-respected influencer and thought leader in the data industry and data management industry. And I would like you all to, to welcome him for sure and get him involved and, and, and definitely ask all the right questions afterwards, you know, as he talks about master data. So, Scott, it's a pleasure and honor to, ho to host you on my podcast. Um, please tell us a little about yourself. Well, first of all, Dapper Data, thanks for having me. And I love that introduction. You can go on for another five minutes. I'm loving it. So far, I love the show. It's great. So Scott Taylor, the Data Whisperer, meeting uh, Dapper Data here. And I am uh, I help calm data down. That's where that moniker comes from. We all, in the data management space, we've got to calm data down. Data is unruly and unstructured and big and messy and dirty and all those other things. We've got to calm it down. And we also have to calm people down about data because they get a little befuddled as well about what does it all mean, especially on the business side. And that's really my, what I try and do is bring the importance of data management 
to the business side in a very business accessible way. Because a lot of the things that you and I deal with every day and a lot of the practitioners out there that deal with the business needs, but they don't always understand it. And so I focus, as I like to put it, I focus on the strategic why rather than the technical how. And that kind of gives me some space to tell those data stories you were talking about. No, no, no. That's that's great. You know, and, and we need people out there to tell that that story, right? To be able to handle the strategic approach to 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 data and data management. And also, like you said, calm it down because people get crazy, you know, about about data, right? And I and I think the reason why they do it is because um there's so much data right and you can't just push pause and say stop collecting right you know it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger you know and the government agencies i work with them a lot they talk about how big data is getting you know how it's just growing uncontrollably right it's just data sprawl right if you will and um you can't really you can you can you can do things like you like you're getting ready to probably talk about master it right you know or or find ways to control it and calm it down you know so you you do a lot of talks about master data you do a lot of talks about master data management the quality of data what does master mean what does master data mean to you in the industry so for me, master data is the common business data used across multiple systems and applications and processes. So the standardized content about the things that the relationships and the brands that companies have, those are the most popular domains. And that definition I like because I put, and it's in Wikipedia, so I put it there. So it's been there untouched for 10 years, so don't mess with it, okay? Oh, nice. it. But a very simple kind of accessible way to explain this standardized information, content data about the relationships a companies has, customer, vendor, partner, prospect, citizen, patient, consumer, whatever those relationship types are as well as the brands that a company has, brands, offerings, products, services, whatever they do to bring value to those relationships, there's data behind that. Right. And that data, from my perspective, is the most important data any company has, any sort of organization has. Right, no, that's a great point. And, and I think what, what, you're really, what you're saying is that, I mean, people get ahead of themselves, right? You know, they talk about things like the AI and the ML and things like that, right? They they get they get really really uh, you know out of out. Well, I don't know if the right word is probably outlandish, right? But they but they get ahead of themselves in businesses a lot of times where uh, we talk about the value of data, which is very important. Or right? you talk about how data can change the world, right? I say that myself, right? <laughs> I get I get so far ahead, and and data can change the world. I do think that data is a necessity now. And you have all the hardware and all that stuff. It's kind of perks, right? That comes with it. How fast you want to go and all that good stuff, you know. But uh, uh, and and data can help us make great decisions, right? But before you do all that, you have you have many steps to get there to that point, right? To to be able to make decisions, to be able to uh, change the world, and that's what you're saying, right? With master data. Oh, good decisions that you make on bad data are just bad decisions you don't know about yet. So oh yeah, yeah. Popular <laughs> headlines, but for sure, people. It's a great way to put it. They get ahead of themselves, and a lot of the focus in the data and analytics space is where data ends up: artificial intelligence, analytics, segmentation, all those other wonderful things. Those are all great, but I focus and try and remind people about where data begins. Where did it start? 
And when you get that structure in place early on and you get that quality level up, you get the governance, the management of it, then where you end up is going to be a lot better. We, everybody, you know, day one of computer science or any kind of data class, they always teach you garbage in, garbage out, G-I-G-O. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. tried to elevate that to this idea of the golden rule of data, same concept, but what you put in is what you get out. Do upon your data as you would have it do upon you and yeah. you will get better results. Yeah, but yeah. it tends not to be the sexy stuff. The things you're right. talking about where people get it. The reason they want to get ahead of themselves is that is really yeah. cool, right? Oh, AI and robotics. Absolutely. Hold on a minute. Let's pull it back. Let's make sure what you're putting into that is going to get the output that you hope you you're, you're aiming for. Right, right. Sexy and 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 accurate is, is much better than just sexy and bad. Right. You know. Or yeah, sexy yeah. Those are not. That's not a good comment. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so I do want to talk a little bit about how master data fuels the business and why does master data need. Data, ma- data management, master data management. Why do we need master data management in the industry? Because uh, master data is used in multiple applications, right? All the time from what I've seen. And in a small error, as you mentioned, in the data in one place can cause error, errors in all, in all the applications in many places down the line, right? It's like a domino effect, mm-hmm. right? It could actually cause some disasters down the line or when you're trying to present uh, some of the the visualization tools, right, through like Tableau or, or, or BI, Microsoft BI or whatever it is, you know, you, uh, you don't know what you're presenting at the end of the day. You you could actually pre- pre- present some bad data, you know, and um, it could it could really get that deep. You know, it reminds me of actually the, the butterfly effect, you know, something, one thing happening in like Texas could, you know, a butterfly flapping their wings in Texas could actually cause an a, a earthquake or something out there in China somehow, you know, uh, because it, it it just could it could take that long you know to display itself as something bad, but it definitely could cause an impact. So, um, so how does how does master data fuel the business? It's it I consider it as I mentioned the most important data any organization has. If you think about the reason businesses exist, and part of what I try and do is boil things down to their basic atomic level. So the reason businesses exist, from my perspective, is to bring value to their relationships through their brands at scale. So if they want to do it at scale, they need technology. Now, businesses have been bringing value to the relationship since their business started, but the scale part is what everybody's focused on today. And technology, hardware, software, data, you know, hardware comes and goes, software comes and goes, different models come and go, but that data remains. The data is, I would submit the most probably the most sustainable, longest lasting, most important piece of that whole puzzle. It's still a puzzle. You need all those portions, but you've got to have that data structured and standardized correctly to be able to do all those other wonderful things at scale. And master data allows things to scale. You can do something instead of manually 10 times, you could do it a million times or a billion times if you've got the right kind of structured, standardized content in a process. There's lots of examples that go on every day that a lot of non-data people don't realize. But if the right data wasn't there, then a lot of things we enjoy as consumers would simply not happen. 
Yeah, yeah. And and uh, as far as Matt, it just gave me an, an example that I just thought about. Um, me and my buddy was just talking about it earlier today. I was telling him, hey, I'm getting ready to interview Scott Teller. You know, um, he definitely knows about you. Everybody knows about Scott Teller. So he um, he was you know, we were talking about how um, some a very simple example of, of master data uh, being out of whack. Right. Uh, was uh, I, I still to this day, right, I've been living in my house for 10 years, right? To this day, I still get um, mail from the previous owner, right? <laughs> and and so it, it blows my mind that somehow, somewhere, right? They don't they don't have the correct address, you know, by now. And it's important mail, right? It's not like you know some some trash mail or anything like that. You know, it's mail saying, hey. You know your bill is due. I don't know what's going on here. You're like five years late. I don't know what's going on. You know, so yeah, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, they didn't change that reference data, that master data from that from the previous tenant correctly in whatever system it is. And when you move, you know, there's dozens of people who communicate with you. So that you know, did the change of address go all the way through? Did the post office get it correctly? Did it then go through all these other different systems? It has to be updated from every mail source. So it's an absolute, it's a great example of the master data is wrong. My kids see it all the time. They they recognize it. I brought my son to college a couple of years ago when he was first going there and we we're, we're going up to his dorm and I take his little key card and like the the lock just turns red, the light goes red, so we can't get in. And before I can say anything, he goes, I know dad, the master data is wrong. Like, yeah, they, you know, they didn't change his name or give him the right attribute at the main system for the key right. to open up, that happens constantly. So uh, supermarkets yeah, are a way, when I talk to people and say, you wanna see master data in action, go to a supermarket. So when you okay. go to a supermarket, Every box, bottle, can, bag, tube on every shelf has a UPC, universal product code. That little scan, that little scannable image, you bring it up to the checkout and the checkout clerk rubs across the, uh, the scanner, just goes beep. That little beep is master data at work because that UPC, it has data behind it. The POS system, the point of sale system knows what that code means. Inside the system, there's a price attached to it. There's a category, there's a company, there's all kinds of other reference data and information attached to that one single code. But imagine if we couldn't scan products in a supermarket anymore. It's just, you know, we go back to the sixties when people are waiting and keying it all in. That is master data, that is reference data. And it's a universal standard. Every manufacturer uses the same structure, every, system out there and retail uses the same kind of or grabs the same kind of data every different kind of retailer connects and interoperates with that system different hardware different software same data that's what happens it's it's a beautiful thing when it can happen at that market level a total industry level yeah and that could actually um i guess cost uh, cost businesses a lot of money if they don't have that master data yeah. intact or you know, yeah, especially I mean, when it's found out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, when, if you think about data breaches, if you think about um, people not wanting to be com connected to or communicated with, with a lot of different data privacy regulations right now, you've got to know the right person in the right place, in the right context, and, the, and, and deliver the right kind of message with permission 
all that happens with structured data. So I'm not a security expert, but inherent in security is authenticated identity, authenticating mm -hmm. identity, an entity, a relationship. You've mastered that relationship record in your system. You know, it's validated. You know, it's okay to connect with. You want to have that relationship. You know what type it is somehow, you know, you may know the geography. If you don't, then very simple things like, you know, when you get two mailings from a, from a company, right? Cause they just have, they, you know, have their middle initial in one and your middle initial not in the other one. And you're like, can't they know it's me? They didn't, they didn't disambiguate those two entities. And so their master data is not as good as it could be, but it reverberates, like you say, whether it's a butterfly, you know, creating an earthquake in China or not, it reverberates through systems and through relationships all over different enterprises. Yeah. And you can only imagine those large businesses that have bad master data. Oh my goodness. I mean, the amount of effort that it probably takes for them to clean that up, right? Because it's impacting so many different things. You have to kind of reverse engineer or trace back, you know, and I'm sure you've dealt with that where you had to kind of trace back from different different avenues just to get back to that source and say, OK, this is where it's you're 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 messed up right now. Right. Within the master database, you know. Yeah, it can happen where even simple things like creating a customer, which is a, or creating a relationship. I keep coming back to relationships because that's just that could the terminology for that could be different depending on the enterprise. Like I said, it could be a customer, it could be a prospect, it could be a citizen, it could be a patient, whatever that is. So creating that relationship record the first time, if you didn't search before you created, mm -hmm. then you might put a duplicate in. Very simple yeah. thing to talk about, but it happens, multiply that out by who knows how many iterations. Or if you have two places you could create a relationship and they're not connected, then the opportunity to create duplicates and triplicates and you know hundreds of the same record and i've seen that in a lot of organizations just just multiply so having that governance having that process in place teaching people how to do it making sure the organization supports that notion of highly structured well-governed data those are all parts of the broader scope of data management and within that mdm but it's all it's when people talk about this kind of data, they use words like infrastructure, foundation, backbone, linchpin. You just that terminology is, you know, strength and and uh, um, things that help, you know, really uh, an, an organization is built upon. So that's for me, that's what makes it really exciting, because back to my other analogy about where data ends up, if you're building a house, you don't start with what drapes you're going to put in the guest room upstairs. You right. Start with the basement, right? You start with the structure first and the plumbing yeah. and the wiring. You don't start with let's paint this trim, paint the yeah. trim. is a lot more fun picking that color out than the pipes and the, and the infrastructure, but you don't have a house right. if you don't have a foundation. Right. Right. I mean, the average person probably does not think about the, the wiring or the, or like you said, the foundational piece, right? right. You think about the stuff that, that looks good to everybody else, right? The cool stuff at the end of the day, that's what they think about. But in order for you to get to that cool stuff, you need to handle the, the foundation, you know? Yeah. Or it's your foundation or else your whole thing would fall apart if the yeah. foundation is weak, right? And, and that's yeah. the message to the business side. That's the message I try and bring 
a voice to the data management community to help them explain that to the business side. Because similar with your example, the business doesn't want to care about, you know, the CEO doesn't care about data quality. At oh, right. Right. They don't care about all this other, what seems like, first of all, usually highly technical or ex mm -hmm. explained with a little too much technical terminology and buzzwords and things like that. It's, it sounds in way too internal, operational, clerical, like why do I need to deal with this? So what I try and do is help people break through to that because if you have a minute with your CEO, what I counsel people with is if you have a minute with your CEO to talk about data quality, don't talk about data quality. Don't mention mm -hmm. metadata. Don't talk about master data. Talk about yeah. where the business is trying to go and you'll find the needs for better data behind those ideas, but start with where the business is going. Start with the strategic intention of your enterprise and you will find right. the good opportunities. Right. That's a great point. You know, and that, um, that actually leads me to my next question. When we talk about data quality, you deal a lot with the business side, right? You deal a lot with the, the CEOs, right? The, the C-level execs. And, and from my point of view, when dealing with them, even the one that I, I currently uh, work with for the ones that I've worked with in the past, right? They, they don't really, they don't really understand or talk about data quality, right? They don't care about those, the databases, right? The relationships is being built in there. They don't care about the Excel spreadsheet that has many rows and many columns, right? They're like, oh my goodness, that is, get that out of my face right now. They want the pretty charts and graphs, right? They want the the, the really, really pretty stuff so that, um, because that's what they can understand, right? And, and, and really trying to get them to understand what data quality means you know, in a definition, right? Trying to really get the, I remember the, the quote you talked about earlier, good decisions made on bad data are just bad decisions you don't know about right? yet, yet right? And that, that quote really sticks to me, right? I'm almost, I almost wanna, wanna remember it, right? So that I can just go, go around and just start well, saying it. Right? embroidered on a pillow for you. Yeah. We'll have it for you. Great, you know that should definitely be something that um, that that a lot of companies stand by and really understand it. And so, when you talk about data quality, right? Say you're talking about it to a C-level exec, right? What does that mean to them? What does that mean to you? You know, how do you communicate that? I I actually, and again, I talk about this all the time. I stay away from even the word quality, or I don't lead with the word quality. And there's a lot of people who've dedicated their lives to data quality, and I admire them as practitioners and what they do. But if you think about it in a business context, first of all, the word quality is really emotional and very subjective wow. and hard to measure. So when you say yeah. we need better data quality, it's hard to even, somebody goes, well, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? How does that conversation go? So I try to talk again about the need for the data that will enable that business to do what it wants to do. So an example of that is even today, COVID, right? Over the last couple of months, e-commerce has gone through the roof. And a lot of companies are getting pushed into e-commerce or some form of digital transformation very quickly without a lot of other alternatives. And they are finding that, for instance, their product data isn't very good. Mm -hmm. The product information that they need to put on a consumer interface isn't high quality enough, but it's got to get fixed. So mm -hmm. I talk about, you know, we need 
we need consistent, we need standards, we need structure, we need interoperability, we need things like hierarchy. So if you're working with a big relationship, do we have the right parent-child structure? Yeah. That for me, that's a, 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 a version of data quality, but I feel like data quality as a goal, it's not really a destination. If you went up and said, okay, one of our big initiatives this year is to improve our data quality. Well, then what do you do? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? And I ask people, and they'll all say, oh, well, because that'll let us do X, Y, Z. Then let's talk about the X, Y, Z. That's the uh, goal, right? Being in e-commerce, going to an as a service offering, any form of digital transformation, you know, changing our customer relationship in around, name it. That's the goal. The goal is data quality. Yeah. Data quality yeah. is the enabler. But a lot of folks yeah. who kind of live and die off this idea of the the point is data quality, the objective is data quality. I don't think they're as successful selling that thing in as mm -hmm. they could be if they went to well, what's the you know why do you need that? Right, right. I'm rant on that, but uh, it's no, no. Bit, uh, some people find it's a little bit of heresy in the data, you know, in the old school data management space because they talk about data quality for so long. And if you read articles that were written about data quality 30 years ago, mm -hmm. they're completely true today. You look at it and go, it feels like this was written yesterday, but that's the problem. I mean, the idea hasn't really taken off in the way that it should because it's not resonating with the business. Why? Oh, is that why? Okay, I so, so because it's not really connecting with the business. Nobody's talking about um, how it impacts the business, or yeah. nobody's talking about or uh, directly enough. They will, but it's kind of like you know, we all want better wet. You know, we all want sunny days. Yes, we all do. That's right. Puppy dogs. <laughs> it, it it just feels for me again. I I work to help people, as you mentioned, tell their data story, which is basically pitching, selling the need for data management to an organization. And so if you're going to sell something to somebody, they got to commit to wanting it and selling. It could be money. It could be, you know, if you're a data manager in an organization, you're trying to get your C-level leadership to fund it. You're trying to right. get your business stakeholders to participate and be engaged in a data governance program. These are really important things to get people to commit to. So that, in my view, is a pitch, right? It's a sale. Right. And, and I look at the history of how people have talked about it and go, all right, I think, I think part of the reason it's not working as well as it should is because people aren't buying it, right? They're yeah. not, they go, all right, fine. Data quality. Who cares? It sounds good. So, it sounds so it's, it's important. <laughs> I don't want anybody out there hearing this to go, well, we don't need data quality. You need it. Yeah. I'm just talking about in the context of, again, your hypothetical minute with your CEO how are you going to move this forward? You know, what are you going to explain to them about data that's going to make them commit to your program? Right. Now that's a great point. You know, it's it's. Uh, um, I know that I've had some conversations with a lot of our. Uh, so I work right now with Hitachi Vantar Federal, and when we talk about customers, right, we're talking about well, uh, we we talk a lot about object stores. I deal a lot about a lot with object stores, metadata, and all that good stuff, right? That's sort of the foundation of our ecosystem that we have there. And so you don't really talk about that. You talk about the applications, or right? you talk about how it impacts the business, 
right? And then when you talk about business and you're talking, you're talking to the CTOs, the CEOs and all that good stuff, you're talking about how it impacts the business. It will lead you to, well, you need object storage, you know, yeah. or you need data quality, right? You know, or you need whatever you need, right? But, but the people who really are writing the checks or the people who are uh, making the final decision, those big decisions, right? The end, they're pushing that button to say go, you know, those are the C-level execs. And those are the ones who say, well, um, well, those are the ones when you're talking to them, right? You're, you're Like you're saying, when you're making that pitch about data quality, you're not saying the word data quality or metadata, right? You're not saying all those things that could could make their head hurt, right? You're saying, right. you're, you're gonna say some so, something that relates to the business and then you'll get to, to the data quality portion at the end yeah, of the day. It, it, it'll be there, you need it. It's just, again, my, my role I play in the space, we all have got a part to play, and I think this is mine, is how do you articulate those benefits in a business accessible fashion to get the commitment of the people you need support from? How right. do you tell the story? So right. I, uh, there's a buddy of mine, Peter Kapoor. He was, uh, he's a world-class data governance guy. He worked at a global insurance agency. He's like a metadata expert. And he told me it's kind of like fight club. He goes, the first rule of talking about metadata to the business is don't talk about metadata to the business. Uh -huh. That's like, his, you know, and, 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 you know, we understand what it is, but again, you know, the eyes glaze over, you know, they're, they're nodding. Yes. On the outside, yeah. but they're not an off on the inside for sure. No, that's a, that's definitely important. That's a great way to put it, you know. And I and I've uh, definitely researched. I know Peter. Um, I know of Peter. You know, oh, pretty cool. well. yeah. yeah. Don't you have your head touched? Don't you have Bill? Is it Schmarzo, the dean of big data? Yeah, you know, you know Bill. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's all over Twitter. He's all, you know, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, everywhere, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Bill's a good guy. You know, we we link up sometimes. You know, oh, I'm good. on the federal side. Uh, and he's on the commercial side, so they're kind of like over top of us, you know, in the federal group, we have a more of a smaller group, but uh, from a data science perspective, we're always connecting. You know, I talk yeah. more with engineers, the technical folks, so we talk about, I don't know, um, all kinds of different uh, predictive models and all that good stuff, so pretty sharp, pretty sharp guy. You know, oh, Bill yeah, has yeah, yeah, no, he's a, you know, when I started to break into kind of thought leadership, trying to build a brand in the data space. He was definitely high on the list of somebody to kind of take a look at. And, you know, I was trying to see who's, who's there. So he's definitely yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so, so how, how many businesses, I know you've been in the industry for years and, and you, you've seen, you know, you've seen good businesses, you've seen bad ones, right? You've seen good data quality, you've seen bad, right? Good master data, you've seen bad, right? And uh, you've probably seen more bad than good, you more know. Bad than um, good sure. <laughs> but uh, but but how many businesses do do not really care about the quality of their data, right? Or or do not have master data in place? You know, if you could if you could count, right? Say a hundred plus or two hundred plus, you know, that you dealt with, you know, do you see, you know, uh, um, a lot of businesses having that? How many businesses do you see having having that scenario? Yeah, I definitely see more that are challenged by it than really feel that they've got it handled. And mm -hmm. what I do see, regardless of kind of the numbers, is that the challenges that people have, the opportunities that they want to seek, the hurdles that are in their way are more the same than they are different in at this foundational level. And that's part of, 
I th- I, I'm fortunate because I can see that because I talk to so many different kinds of businesses in so many different verticals, literally across the globe. And I start to see patterns. I see themes. I look for motifs. I look for, okay, what's the common element here? And I've done a lot of, you know, I do a lot of events and whether I was working at, you know, with companies or on my own as I am now. And one of the really nice parts is to get people to understand that, to see you've got a room of, you know, there's a banker and there's a manufacturer and there's like a digital media company and they think their businesses are totally different. The end result of their business is different, but you boil it down and you say, okay, you've got relationships, you've got brands, you've got offerings. You're trying to bring value to those relationships with your brands at scale. It's like, yeah, all, all three of them. Yeah. Okay. What you call that is different. What you call right. the relationship is different. How you articulate the brand is different. The customer or relationship experience is different. You might source a whole bunch of suppliers with ingredients and materials that need to be constructed in, in a factory and then shipped through a bunch of different intermediaries. You might simply deliver your value digitally as a service on the web, right? Very different go to market, but the inherent piece parts of their business are the same. We need a customer hierarchy. We need segmentation. We need to manage our suppliers. We need the structural piece parts. We need that foundation, no matter what it is to feed all our systems. So for me, and people have different pockets, you know, I found the most people get into the master data space or have in the past because of kind of the risk side of it, the mitigate risk, uh oh, we're in trouble, or you know, compliance. Those and there's three areas that people build a bit, you know, focus on in a business. How do I grow the business? How do I improve the business? How do I protect the business? So, you know, in protection, there's mitigating risk and that's where you know a regulator comes in and goes you don't have the right data lineage you haven't managed this correctly you had a data breach we've got to fix that so that's sort of an urgency you know everybody jumps in but to build a business you want to look at how those same disciplines help grow it how do you increase sales how do you you know deepen your relationship with your customers? How do you anticipate what they might want before they even need it? Those kinds of things are kind of the fun. Innovation side uses the same data. That's the point. So if you've created a really well-structured customer master, you can use it to protect your business, to mitigate risk. You can use it to grow your business. You can use it to improve your business. And it's literally, in some cases, the same data. So it's really power, small data, but it's really powerful, which is what right, right. keeps me excited about it. No, that's a great point. And, 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 and what I, I mean, what I took from that is that uh, if I was to own a company, right? Well, I do I own Dapper Data LLC, but if I was to own some large company, right? And I was to um, bring in um, a, a bunch of people to govern my data, I feel like I need somebody to really hone in on making sure that master data portion is always all right, you know? <laughs> absolutely, yes, you do, yes. If you're looking for validation, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's and really, like- I mean, I'm practical about it as, you know, I'm Meta Meta Consulting, we're a two-person boutique shop. We don't, I don't have a big customer master. I don't have a lot of pro. you know, I can do it in Excel or whatever. You know, and you're, you know, Dapper Data is a little smaller than Hitachi. But uh, it's really the enterprise level. When you get to whatever you want to consider an enterprise, that's where things get really serious. 
and where you have multiple systems, you've got maybe multiple regions, you've got a couple of product lines, you've got, you know, ERP and CR. That's when things start to take off and it can get out of control really quickly. And so those are, those are the clues that you need to start to get a good data governance program in place. I mean, you know, ideally everybody should have as good a data as possible, but you know, again, my handful of customers, I can manage that. Okay. Uh, there's a really good, actually a really good example. I talked to some folks at Boeing, right? So Boeing, they don't have that many customers when you think about it. It's like, there's not that many companies that buy planes. So right, their right. customer side is fairly, now the parts, that make planes, their whole supplier base is, you know, enormous. That's where a lot of their <laughs> focus is. So, you know, kind of depends on the business. I mean, uh, you know, Boeing could probably run off, you know, people there could probably list all their customers, you know, um, by memory, but the supplier base. So it really depends on the company, depends on how you go to market. Like I said, depends on the relationships. But as an right. enterprise, you got to have it. No, no, that's a great point. That's a good, great point. So, um, so I know we've talked a lot about um, we've talked a lot about managing the data, right? We talked a lot about uh, being making sure that the data quality is there, uh, making sure you're hitting those right data points because you can have incomplete ones, you could have incomplete values in there, you can have inaccurate values, you got duplicate data as you mentioned earlier. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and, and I use a lot of data mining, you know, throughout that process to, to find those things. Right. Uh, but um, have you seen decision making? You know, do you have any uh, uh, times where decision making has been like, you know, the, the wrong decision because of that? Right. Does it impact decision making as much as you uh, as you mentioned? Have you seen that a lot? Uh, yeah, I think it's constant. I mean, if you look at something just simple as a duplicate. OK. And the simplest version of that. Somebody has two things that should really be one thing. How many bad decisions can you make off that? You could send two people separately to the same thing. That's pretty good. <laughs> they meet in the lobby, right? So, I mean, and really just try and boil it down to like the simplest interaction. And it's mm -hmm. always more complicated than that. I know of uh, companies that say they have a segmentation plan, right? We're industry focused. We have our whole sales force looking at, you know, um, focused and, and attuned to particular channels or industry segments, that sort of thing. Right. And they don't have a good segmentation set of segmentation data. You know, they look at a pie graph of their customer segments and a big slice of it just says other. Yeah. So, so how can you have a successful, marketing program or sales approach that is based on segmentation if you don't have proper segmentation and yeah. the easiest way to look at it is like let's look at let's pump all our data into tableau or power bi let's do a pie graph and see what says null or na or you know gibberish so those kinds of things wreak all sorts of havoc and you can't, you know, you can't fool yourself. It's like, there's no talking your way out of it. When you look at that data, when you look at the way somebody spells IBM 22 ways in their file or the Coca-Cola company, right, right. it stops here. Or you have a hundred records for the same organization. You go, yeah. how, how are you going to get there? I mean, let's just look at this. It's, it's, 
you know, it's painful to have people see that, but you got to show them that pain too. So it's kind of a balance. You want to talk about these really high-end or very strategic, broad-based strategies of a company and then link directly that to the fact that the, they don't have the data to back up those ideas. And if you can do that, I think you begin to get the funding, the support and so on. It's like, you know, you're throwing sand in the, in the, in the machine. doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And whatever analogy you want to use. No, that's a great point. You know, I, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't want to hold you too long. You know, I know you have a busy, busy schedule, man. I'll tell you no part two. No, part two. no matter what. Bobby, can I call you Bobby? I don't want to blow your cover here. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, yeah, Bobby. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, no, I, I, no, this was fun. I love it. You can tell. I love talking about it. I get all energized about it. And it's, you know, it's a passion I have because I see, I see how it works. That's the yeah. other side. When people have this great data, and I've been talking about bad data the whole time, there are organizations, and I learned it from them because I'm not a practitioner myself. So when you talk to these companies and they show you what they can do, and they show you they, how they transform their go-to-market or how they went from, you know, selling widgets to licensing the value of those widgets as a service or some kind of transformational thing. Or, you know, their risk mitigation is so much better now. It, it always starts with that. It's not like we bought this magic software and all did it by itself. Those data experts, you know, someone like Peter Kapoor, he knows what it does for his organization. And he's super passionate about it. And so it's, you know, you got to find those folks. They're, they're there. You know, the passion I have is sort of reflective because I don't work at those organizations. But there, that's the other thing I always find. I will find somebody in these big organizations who is like, this is, you know, this is great. This would do it. And mm -hmm. oftentimes they have a little bit of frustration because, you know, nobody will listen to us. So that's yeah, where yeah. I try to help. But they know how to get it done. So. I talk about yeah. the why. You do have to have the how. You got to have the people who can do that how as well. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, right. You have to have all those different aspects. Um, and you know, I mean, you you shed so much light on a lot of things. So I'm sure the audience is sitting there and they're like, "Wow, you know, I need to really understand, you know, my data a lot better than what they did before." You know, whether they're a big organization or a small organization, shoot, the, it, it's it's actually pretty cool to be able to say, "Hey." Um, I'm a new organization just getting started and now I'm listening to this and I could actually implement this ahead of time, right? I don't have sure. to go back and clean a process, you know. So yeah, you're already ahead of the situation. Yeah, again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um I really appreciate you being on. And as always, I usually end with some dope data nugget or um or gem, um, if you will. And uh, the way I look at it based off of listening to you doing some research on master data. Master data is essentially probably one of the most, if not the most important pieces of, of data that every organization can, or data management that every organization can agree upon, right? You talk about that common agreeance, you know, between uh, between organization or between portions within organization. And as Scott mentioned, you know, it is the common data, right, within that organization. And so um, you can, you have things like reference data, right? Customer data, employee data, tickets, used for tracking issues and problems, right? So, so those are some of the things I picked up on based off our conversation and research. And having strong master data is so important because organizations can drive greater consistency and accuracy of the data with the focus of master data in place. 
you know, so I really thank you for, uh, I, I'm, it's, it's been an honor. I'm telling you, it's an honor to have you on and, and, and host you. Is there anything that you want to say to the audience? Any uh, nuggets that you want to give to the audience? You summed it up beautifully, Bobby. You, you're hired. You got it. You got it. I don't know that much about it. You've got, you've got it down there, but no, this was really fun. You can tell I really love talking about it. If people want to learn more, want to find me, I'm on uh, um, LinkedIn all over the place. Scott Taylor, the Data Whisperer. I also have a YouTube channel with about 50 videos on there. I've got some very serious ones that talk very specifically about supporting the essence of your business. But I've got a pretty wide range. I've got a puppet video with a bunch of puppets trying to figure out what to do with their data. That's my biggest hit. And uh, some cartoons about the superhero backstory of master data. So I try and have a little fun with it. But it's all about the same thing. Yeah, Just yeah, and what you're doing, you're making standards. Oh, sorry about that. What were you saying? Oh, I said it all comes back to the same thing: using this foundational information to really be to help power your company to do the things it wants to do. You got to start there. Absolutely, and and what I've seen and what I've learned from from studying some of your work that you've done is that you've made data fun, right? You made it fun, you know. I hope so. <laughs> To understand that you know this is not yeah it's a lot of work if you think about trying to have master data in place trying to do quality of data good data governance but if somebody's uh, understanding or watching some of your videos if they're if they're if they're paying attention to some of the things you're saying some of the posts you're doing um, you're you're making it really fun right like the puppet one is very very fun you know it was exciting to understand it and it also resonates with you a lot better right you can actually understand uh, the topic a lot easier, you know, if it's fun to you, you know, so the, the number one reaction I got from the puppet video was people saying that was, I just got out of that meeting. That's <laughs> like, like, you know, these are puppets, right? You realize that this is like, did you just eavesdrop on us? Like, I just had this conversation. So it's yeah. pretty hilarious. I thought. But so happened in more. There's more to come on the puppets for sure. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah. So, Audience, as always, thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. I'm your host, Dapper Data. And Scott, thank you again. And I know you already talked about where they can reach you at. Do you have anything coming up soon? Um, I know you have the videos. you have any uh, talks yeah, or anything? Videos, we got uh, the MDM Master Data Marathon coming up at the end of uh, September. I'm not sure when you're posting this, but September 29th, it's 24-hour I signed up for this. I'm going to do the first all-nighter I've pulled since college, probably. But 24 <laughs> hours, speakers from all over, representation geographically, vertically. We're doing the whole thing. ThinkLinkers is the name of the, the group that's producing it. So if you're looking for, for that, it's a pure digital event. And then uh, end of this year or early next year, depending on when I finish it, I got a book coming out called Telling Your Data Story, which is all wow. about the three Vs you talked about, which maybe we'll you know, doing another episode and uh, just really how to pull together the narrative you need to get support from your business side for what you want to do with data. So, uh, and then after, after that, I will, uh, I'll do the more, pu I'll do more puppets. I'm told myself hey, I can't work on puppets until I fix that. <laughs> no, no. Much fun. Yeah. So there you go. Tell your day for it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's always, uh, Everybody, uh, my audience, you can reach me at Mr. Dapper Data. That's M-R-D-A-P-P-E-R-D-A-T-A. -E and um, keep your eyes out for my website that's launching soon. 
www.mrdapperdata.com. So thanks again, Scott, you know, and audience. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data. 